Hi friends, I'm Katie Brinkley and you're listening to Rocky Mountain Marketing. With nearly two decades helping business owners, consultants, and coaches with their digital marketing, I know that social media can be an incredible tool to grow your business when you know how to do it the right way. And that's what we're going to do today. I teach you how to navigate the world of entrepreneurship and digital marketing, and hopefully you'll grow your business with a few great tips you wouldn't have known otherwise, and maybe even discover a great local business you love. Let's dive into today's episode. Welcome back to Rocky Mountain Marketing. Today, my guest is Diana Howells. She is an award-winning speaker, author, and international virtual trainer who brings 25 years of experience in the learning industry. As a world-class facilitator, she has trained Fortune 100 and 500 companies and facilitated virtual programs in more than a dozen countries. She's currently the CEO of Howells Associates, and she earned her master's degree from Colorado State University, right up the road in Fort Collins, where my husband went to school. And she is also the author of Next Level Virtual Training, Advanced Your Facilitation, which was just released back in May of 2022 over on Amazon. Diana, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast. Great to be here. I'm really excited that you and I were connected because we're going to talk all things camera confidence in today's episode. And, you know, with so much happening online now between Zoom and, you know, TikTok and Reels and YouTube, there's a lot of us like, like yours truly who have been, you know, regretting every single moment of this, <laughs> this video world because it can be hard to, mm-hmm. to start showing up on video. You know, a lot of my listeners know I, used to be a radio broadcaster. Yeah, There's a reason I went into radio. I didn't really feel comfortable showing up on camera. And I know that I'm not alone in this. So again, thank you so much for joining me today and, you know, helping us learn more about this camera confidence. Absolutely. Well, and, and Diana, before we dive into this and some of the different tips that you're going to share, Give us just a little quick background about how you became involved in this uh, virtual camera confidence sort of field because it's, I feel like it's kind of a a niche market and uh, it's a great market to, to be an expert in. Yeah, right. I, so my background is I was a corporate trainer and I, trained in business and worked with professionals. And then we transitioned in that genre to being online as well, e-learning, virtual training, all of that. But I was also really involved in multimedia. And my husband and I started our own company, House Associates, which began as multimedia company. So I was doing voiceovers. I was an on-camera talent. We created videos. I was really interested in all things related to media. So I even took screen acting classes in Chicago. So just being in front of the camera, my husband preferred being behind the camera. We really started studying the medium and we've been doing that for a while. And then when the pandemic hit, Mm -hmm. right, we realized everybody needs help really developing what we call video literacy, becoming more video literate because it's a new modern skill and it's becoming a core skill, right? For all of us. Yeah. Well, and I, I mean, like even just from Zoom calls, mm-hmm. there's it is odd for me now when I show up to a Zoom call and I actually see the profile photo yeah. um, instead of actually showing up. But I know that for a lot of people, a lot of introverts, it can be hard to just 
show up and have the camera looking at you when you're meant to be like listening, you know, and right. talk to us just a little bit about how an introvert might be able to, to have some confidence around just something as simple as a Zoom call. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, a lot of it is when you are interfacing with another um, online, it can be exhausting, right? To be looking at everybody and have everybody looking at you. So sometimes for folks who are who are less comfortable around that, what I say is set up your frame. And we'll talk about that, I'm sure, in a moment about how to do that well. Make sure you are framed well, putting your best foot forward, because as you talk a lot about marketing too, uh, Katie, you know, there's the idea of your brand and setting a good first impression. But once you're framed correctly in some of the platforms, you can select hide self view, which means you are still on camera for others, but you are no longer looking at yourself, which can be distracting for some folks. So that's one way to go. But when you do just have your photo, that's more old school, right? So the video revolution is here. And not that you need to be on camera all the time, but when there's an important discussion, what I call purposeful connection moments, that's a time to be present, to show up. Usually when you're visual, right, you're speaking up, you're interjecting, you're also on camera for certain key moments that helps you be more visible too in your organization and people will remember you more because of that. Yeah. And I think, you know, one of the things too, Diana, that we're talking about here is I'm we're not here to tell you to, you know, start becoming a content creator or an influencer over on TikTok. You know, we're talking about just establishing that camera confidence because like you said, during the pandemic, people were starting to buy from just virtual events. They were attending virtual things. People were having Zoom calls and it was a learning curve for a lot of us. And just being able to show up on camera can do numbers for your business. So let's dive into just developing some of that on-camera confidence when, you know, video conferencing platforms, uh, because like, like I said, we're living in this virtual world and majority of my clients now don't live here in Denver. They're throughout the the U.S. and Canada. Whereas before, primarily my clients were right here in Denver because I was wanting to have that face-to-face, you know, business model. Mm -hmm. But now I can still have that because of Zoom. Mm-hmm. Exactly. All over the world, right? So so now we are a global village, as Marshall McLuhan uh, wrote so long ago in the 1960s, and it really is here. So virtual is here to stay. And so we want to talk about, well, as we mentioned, how do we become more video literate and become more comfortable? And so one of the things is really coming across as best you can on camera. So I have a phrase, I call it clean up your on-camera image with bleach. And bleach is the acronym, like a mnemonic to help us remember the six main elements that you can pay attention to so that you can put your best foot forward when you are on camera. So bleach is an acronym, B for background, L for lighting, E for expressions, A for angle, C for clothing, and H for headroom. Hmm. So a lot to unpack there. <laughs> it is a lot to unpack though. So why don't we just go right on down the line? Well, and I, I, I'm going to jump right on into branding here too, because, you know, it's funny because I, I wear this shirt in a lot of the episodes. Like I, it's typically some form of like a pink. I know this one's purple, but it is still somewhat on brand for all of my, my podcast appearances. And I was like, man, people are going to think that's like my only, you know, I only own six <laughs> clothes, but 
I want to make sure every time yeah. I'm on video, I'm showing up on brand. So, so let's, I'm excited that we're going to dive into this. Let's dive into some bleach. Uh, start with the letter B. All right. So B for background, right? And what I see a lot of people do is they'll be right up against a wall. And there was a lot of grace during the pandemic, right? People, I knew people that were in their laundry room, their bedroom, their kitchen table, their living room. But now it's been two and a half years-ish, right? And so we want to try to create that professional space wherever you are. So when you're up against a wall, what happens is you don't pop out from the wall. So it actually is great to have distance, a little bit of distance behind you and where you are. So that it creates depth and then you pop more, right? And the other thing to keep in mind is there are many virtual backdrops that platforms have, but it can create really sometimes distractions for us, right? Like the hand will disappear or your hair, half of your head will disappear too. So if you have a real green screen, then it might be better to use those virtual backdrops. Otherwise, just having sort of your real environment is okay as long as you tidy it up. So what we do is we remove clutter because it can call attention to itself. And it doesn't mean you have to move everything out of the room where you are. You just move everything out of frame that might call attention to itself. So we really want to simple and elegant background. And as you mentioned, Katie, uh, on brand with your business. So depending mm -hmm. on what products or services you sell, if you work for Menards and you want to show people how to build a fire pit, you're probably going to be wearing clothes that are appropriate to building a fire pit in your mm -hmm. how-to video, for example. If you are an attorney, you might want to be in your, your legal office because that's on brand. And as you mentioned, Katie, wearing uh, clothing that's appropriate to that. So really kind of making sure that we're minimizing distractions in our background is the general rule. Okay. Two questions on this. Well, one question and one kind of, did you know? So first question, what are your thoughts on the blurred backgrounds? Because mm -hmm. I find them incredibly distracting. Mm -hmm. Yes. So, you know, interestingly enough, if it is slightly blurred, again, that can call attention to you, put you in foreground, which is important, right? We want to focus on you and your message. But I think a lot of times right now with the technology, it can be extremely blurred and Many people are distracted by them. So it's not just you, Katie. So I think we're going to see the technology get better. There, there see we have an example. For those, for those watching on YouTube, I blurred my background and I'm like, I look way too in focus now. Yes, right. So we have this visual illustrative example. Thank you, Katie. Exhibit A. Um, but yeah, so I think we're going to see technology get easier and easier to use as well as the qualitative aspect will also improve as it should, right? Mm -hmm. So that's definitely going to happen in, in the near future. So right now it can be distracting to have so much yeah. um, blurred, but if they could bring it down just a, a right? I know, like blurred, I, I that would be like better. Like, <laughs> yeah. Then you still, you still see the backdrop, but not as much, right? And so I guess my next question is, I've been seeing a lot of people buy backdrops. So, yeah. you know, you can get them off of Amazon for like $40 oh, yeah. Yeah. and, you know, get something that's on brand. So like for me, since I'm here in Denver, a lot of, if you guys follow me on social media, you'll notice in a lot of my carousel posts, I have like mountain outlines and stuff. So yes. if I were to put a backdrop in behind me, I probably would do something that looks mountainy. What yeah. are your thoughts about people that just like buy a backdrop? Do you think it's a, a good move? Or I mean, like, I guess it kind of depends on where you're doing your video recordings, right? I think a backdrop is very appropriate. So um, if you have some kind of divider and maybe that 
covers up some clutter, right? We want to have a tidy space because remember, it says something about you. When you are in a frame, think about an art museum. When you go to an art museum, the frame says, focus on everything inside this boundary. So it calls attention to you and everything in it. So it says something about you, right? So if your backdrop is professional, it can hide sort of the clutter and it can also represent you well. I wouldn't have it right behind you. Again, you want to have that depth behind you, but it can be a a nice professional um, back set. Yes. Awesome. And I mean, like, so, and and I think that the 40 to $80 is a good range, right? That you can probably find something. Certainly affordable. Very affordable. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, okay, well, let's move along. So we we talked about background. Let's move on Mm -hmm. to lighting or the L in bleach. Yeah. So again, how do we clean up our on-camera image with bleach? So L is the lighting. So what, what most people do and don't maybe realize the common error is that they light themselves from the back and conveniently, it could be that there is a window right behind them. So what happens is lighting is in the back, which darkens you. So it can Mm -hmm. cast you in shadow or cast you in silhouette and photographers, those of our listeners today or viewers that have done photography, you know, this is true as well. So instead you want to light from the front. So if you have a light source to the right or left of your device, you can use ring lights, of course, watch out though. If you do wear glasses, sometimes you can get the ring light donut circles in your your glasses at certain angles. Well, and one Um, of the things that with, with glasses too, and then I'll, I'll let you continue, but like, I've noticed if you use two ring, if you have glasses, if you use two ring lights kind of from the side, so neither one is right in front of you, but maybe Mm -hmm. at like not a 90, maybe a 45 degree angle, Mm -hmm. it does help kind of reduce the glare, the the ring like glass glare. Yeah. Yeah. Like those donuts in your glasses. That's right. So I, you're right. So even when you shoot video, actually we do like three point lighting, you don't have to worry about that for on camera, but just to have a light source to the right and a light source to the left, I use an Elgato light air and it allows me to adjust the color temperature on my phone, which is really convenient. Right. So if it's a cloudy day, sunny day, whatever it is, I can adjust um, the temperature of that. But also for viewers and listeners to know is if you have a ceiling light, turn those off because those create like a halo. Um, and they they are distracting because they kind of stick out, right? Yeah. So, um, and then this ties in with background too. Now that we're talking about ceiling lights, watch out for those ceiling fans. <laughs> so many people they just happen to position their office so that the fan is like right. It looks like right above their head, and worse yet, it can be on, so it's spinning and it looks like they're wearing a beanie. Uh, those <laughs> of you at home who are listening to this, you've maybe seen that. So. Yeah. So try to turn off those fans, but also reposition yourself so that maybe your office is off to the side instead yeah. of there. So really thinking about what's in my background and am I well lit? Remember, we want to see your face, your eyes, and your mouth. For people who are watching this episode, you know, I am in, it is basically a glass. I'm, I'm basically on display at the zoo here. It's full of glass windows. <laughs> um, my neighbors next to us, whenever they come, it this there's a, a light to the right of me and it really kind of just throws everything off. So I turn mm. off all my lights except for a desk lamp in here. And then I put on a ring light over here. So whenever my my neighbors to the right are here, it causes me a lot of extra work to make yes. sure that the lighting works out. But I do have a window uh, across from me here. I'm trying to do what I can in oh, this in this aquarium of, a, of an office right. that I have. <laughs> that is great, Katie. And, and maybe a lot of our viewers too might have a window in front of you, which is really great because that's natural light, right? Right on top of you. Today, I actually have a window to my side and bright sun comes in mm-hmm. and you can really get like hot, hot spots, meaning this side is all washed yeah. out and this side is in shadow. Yeah, yeah. So I close the blind too, right? So that you, you kind of play with the lighting, yep. but you know, I used to do on camera 
talent where I'd go and I was in commercials and we would have one person and their whole job was just lighting. Like that's how important video requires so much light. So it takes some time, takes some thinking and strategy, but it, it, it's worth it to do it yeah. well. Let's move on to E um, in bleach. We've got, we covered background. We've covered lighting. Let's move on to E. So E is expressions and part of the expressions is eye contact. So sometimes people will, you know, they'll do a Zoom meeting and they'll be looking off the entire time. We know what they're doing. They're looking at a monitor. For those of our viewers and even you, Katie, today, like, how does this feel to you? It feels weird. Yeah, it feels weird. (laughs) It feels disconnected, right? So when you can, we know it's not feasible all the time because you're working on a whiteboard, you're chatting, you're screen sharing. But when you can, remember, bring your eye contact back to the lens. That's our conduit, right? To each other. Mm-hmm. And, and that creates that illusion of eye contact. And then also gestures are important, but we move slower on camera because they can create blurs and we keep them closer to ourselves. Cause when we move toward camera, they get gigantic, which is very distracting. So we kind of keep them here and uh, body movement too. We don't move front to back for the same reason. Uh, in video, the, the the camera is the one that does the zooming. So we just, we can do slight side to side, but we don't move forward because I get smaller if I go back and I get really, really big when I go forward. So those are expressions. Yeah. And I found too, that it does like for me, if I, you know, like right now I've got my hands up, yeah. being able to see someone's hands does make a difference. It makes it feel a little bit more inviting. And I'm not saying to just, you know, like, Ricky Bobby and Talladega Nights to be like, I don't know what to do with my hands and just have them up on screen all awkwardly. But if you do talk with your hands, utilizing that, doing a wave, um, just little simple things like that, I've found make me feel more comfortable as a viewer. That's right. Because we're, we're used to seeing that whole person, right? Mm-hmm. And so gestures are a natural part of amplification of how we communicate. Think about when you're in a crowded restaurant and you say no, and you probably shake your head at the same time, or you say the word three and you find yourself gesturing with three fingers, right? They amplify what we say. So it's a natural part of our communication. Uh, just as listeners and viewers, we need to make sure that we frame ourselves so that gestures can be seen. Um, because if you gesture outside of the frame, you know we, we're not seeing them. Awesome. All right, let's keep on moving. Let's go on to the A. A is angle. So sometimes what we see most often is odd angles, meaning the device is lower or the laptop is lower. And so it feels like the person is looming over you if you are on the recipient end. And people are probably identifying with this too. It's an intimidating posture when the angle is somebody looming over you and looking down at you. Plus, it's not a flattering thing if you have a a double chin angle or we call it the nose pose where you're looking up at somebody's nose. So really the best thing is to be eye level. If you position your camera lens to be about at your hairline, it also helps to establish rapport, which we know is very important for our solopreneurs out there, our entrepreneurs, we're building credibility, building relationships and improving and also boosting your trustworthiness, right? So eye level is what we want to aim for. Yeah. And, you know, I think that too, you know, with it, it, it goes with, you know, Zoom video conferencing, but also with like, Instagram reels, like, or, or Instagram stories, when someone's showing up on stories and they're, you know, they have their phone like held down or they have their phone up here. Yes. It looks weird. I'm like, why am I, are you that much taller than me? So, I mean, like it, you, it is, does make sense for you to try and always have the lens at that, that eye level. So I love that tip. 
And that's a great point too, Katie. I love what you said there about, you know, notice everyone when she was talking about, am I that tall or am I that short? When she's thinking that she's not hearing anything that the actual deliverer of the message is saying, and that's the point, right? It's distracting. So our goal is to minimize distraction. So we focus attention on whatever the message is. Yeah. I love that. Well, all right. So now we are almost through, we've gone through four of the letters. Now we're on to C. C is clothing. So really we want to avoid those thin stripes. They can create a shimmering effect on camera. We also want to avoid busy patterns. Again, they can call attention to themselves. Solid colors work best. Not that you always have to do solid colors, but they do pop better on camera. Those blues and those greens and the color that you have on too is like a really pretty muted raspberry, tans and browns. All of those, all of those are are helpful. So if somebody says like, well, you know, I kind of plaid is my color. I wear plaid in all my pictures <laughs> or I'm a, uh, you know, I am a lumberjack. I don't know. But, yeah. you know, what would you say like to kind of tone down, like to, to find something that where you can still show up and it makes sense where you're still on brand, but it isn't distracting. Yeah. I, again, I would caution against the fine lines. If they were broader lines, it would be okay. And as long as the pattern wasn't too busy, it would be working out trying to find a, a fine balance there. Awesome. The general rule tool too is also dark on light, light on dark. So if your backdrop is dark, we talked about purchasing a backdrop, you would wear light clothes because you would pop with the contrast and vice versa. If you have a light backdrop, then I would wear dark clothing, right? So dark pops on light, light pops on dark. Um, we don't want to wear white on an all white with an all white backdrop. And we don't want to wear all black with an all black backdrop because then, then you it'll just look, look like a floating, floating head. head. Yeah. <laughs> We see that in stereo. I know. (laughs) Jinx. Moving on to H now. Talk to us about the final letter in bleach. Yes. So H stands for headroom. So this also has to deal with kind of getting kind of the right framing. So basically, sometimes we'll see people with their head way down off to the side, kind of cut off at the chin, which is a very unnatural, odd way to to communicate with somebody, right? So you want to leverage the real estate you have in that three-inch box or whatever the camera frame is for you. So I have what I call the three-finger rule, which is where you take your three fingers, and I'll describe this for those of you who are just listening. We take our three fingers, and then we place them horizontally above your head. So that margin, yeah, that gives you a little bit of margin of headroom, but then we see more of you. So it helps us remember to fill the frame give you that little space. And then I'm centered too, right? We want to be centered in the frame, which is different than photography where you have like the thirds here on video. We want to be centered and just a small margin above us. Yeah. There we go. And I, I fixed my framing for, yeah. And now we'll, we'll see your gestures more too. (laughs) (laughs) Well, awesome. So, so that's really helpful because I mean, like, I think that a lot of people it's simple changes that you can make. It is simple. and all you got to do is just just make the changes once, and then it's kind of like, oh, okay, well, that was easy. So, so yes. talk to us a little bit more. So we've we've shown up now, and I, you know, I want to get like one more tip for, from you, mm-hmm. just for people who are still you know not ready to embrace being on video. And I, I get it. I'm like I said yeah. before, I 100 percent understand not being comfortable on camera, mm-hmm. but it is something that we all need to start embracing because it's a virtual world. Now people are yeah. willing to, and ready to do business online. 
Yes, absolutely. And and like I said, it is here to stay. I think it's important to just talk about some of the other mediums too, right? We don't always need to be on camera. There's an interesting tip that when we're just on audio, when you are on a meeting, let's say you're on a Teams meeting or something, Microsoft Teams meeting, and everyone is on audio, the research is suggesting we're actually better able to discern when I can jump in. I think it's because all of our senses, we're just focused on just the audio, but works better is if everyone is all on audio, right? Only, or everyone is on video. It's when we have these discrepancies, half of us are on video and half of us aren't, that seems a little awkward. So that's something a team leader can work with folks on. And then of course, I do encourage people to be in person when they can, because the energy is different, right? Yeah. And that is really our natural organic state. I've worked with somebody online for three years, never met her in person. Just last week, met her for the first time after working with her for three years. And what I learned about her that I didn't know is she's a go-getter. Like she'll jump in and say, oh, let's move this around or, oh, I'll go get the, you know, whatever is needed and bring it in. I didn't know that after working with her online for three years. So, you know, even if you have a remote team, find time where you can connect in person. But for those of you who really are thinking, oh, you know, I still don't like being on camera. It takes practice. You will get used to it. I think you give yourself grace, right? You, you save being on camera for those purposeful connection moments, maybe when you're the presenter or when everyone really needs to be strategically having a discussion and showing up. But definitely what we're finding in the research studies is that the viewers um, have a better perceived sense of your presence, which is this feeling of being together when you show up on camera and they listen more effectively and are less likely to multitask. So there are a lot of wins. So Mm -hmm. it's just reminding yourself on the other side of this lens, are people. And this is just my conduit. 100% Diana. And I think that, you know, that's one of the reasons I went to, uh, I've been to going to a ton of conferences speaking so far this, this summer. And there's been people that I've either been a guest on their podcast. They've been a guest on mine. Um, I've followed them on social media. And when I saw them in real life, it was just like I was meeting a friend again. It wasn't, I never felt like this is the first time I'm actually meeting you in real life. Like there's something powerful about hearing someone speak. There's something powerful about seeing them show up online through images or uh, through, through short form video time and time again, you get to build that know, like, and trust factor. And with all of this video, it's, it's helping people want to do business with people and Mm -hmm. it helps that, you know, move that relationship along when you can't be in person with somebody. So absolutely. Well, Diana, this has been such a great episode. We've touched on so many uh, important things, many actionable things that you can start implementing right now. Well, one, where can we get your book and where can we learn more about what you do? Oh, yes. Thank you. So the book is brand new, just came out in May. It's called Next Level Virtual Training. It's available on Amazon. So you can simply go to amazon.com to get the book. And then uh, we have our website. So our business is Howells Associates. So you can go to Howells, H-O-W-L-E-S as in Sam and Associates, plural.com. And we also have links to our book there as well. Awesome. Well, thank you again so much for joining me on the show today. Thank you, Katie. Thanks so much for listening to this week's episode of Rocky Mountain Marketing. Make sure to subscribe so that you can continue navigating the world of entrepreneurship. And I'd love to hear from you. Please leave the show a review and connect with me on social media. You can find me on Instagram at I am Katie Brinkley or connect with me on LinkedIn. 
And if you're ready to start making some sales on social media, be sure to grab my free guide to selling in the DMs without being spammy. You can get that at katiebrinkley.com. Let's keep taking your marketing to all new heights.